Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Marriage Podcast, a podcast aimed at strengthening the most important asset of all families, the marriage. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach and researcher, and speaker on topics such as gender abuse, sexual ethics, trauma, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we will focus on strengthening marriages, encouraging families, and tools for practical living, such as how to have hard conversations with my kids about hard subject matters. I will demonstrate many of these with my own children via these podcasts. We are sponsored by the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to strengthen the family, and it all starts with marriages. Join in on the conversation in our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash the healthy marriage. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and today's topic is going to be sensitive, just FYI. This is an excerpt of my book, I Can't Say That, and we're going to be looking at the M word. So uh, buckle your seatbelts, and um, I hope this is actually helpful to you as you engage in conversations with your um, children. So here we go. So the M word, masturbation. It's a controversial practice and a word that many people cannot even bring themselves to say. I get it. I don't like this word either. It carries with it shame. I prefer to use the term self-stimulation in my counseling practice. Most individuals who do this do so unconsciously. Is it wrong? Can it go wrong? Why has the church used this behavior at times as a determination of someone's commitment to the Christian faith? Self-stimulation is a private matter that most lie about, but it should be taken out of the shadows and discussed. I have a process that I take young men and women through to help. I help them consciously choose for themselves whether this is good for them or not, and if it is contributing to get to where they want to go. Some of those steps are shared throughout this section. First, let's look at the medical and cultural claims. For well over a decade now, I have been teaching an undergraduate-level course on human sexuality. Every year, it grows in attendance. The content of the class includes topics and issues that I believe should have been addressed in middle school, which is why this book has been written for parents. During one of the classes, I present a theology of masturbation. and do not enter this lightly, as I know this issue is one that many students struggle with and are confused about. I spend the first hour presenting the research, the positions held by the medical community, and cultural positions and opinions. Let's begin now with the medical. The medical community simply states there is no harm caused by self-stimulation. They assert that it is the best way for young people and children to learn about how their bodies work and what feels good. It is viewed as the best alternative for release since it does not include another person and has zero side effects. The medical community goes on to outline the health benefits that regular orgasms have for men and women. Some of the benefits include hay fever relief, lessening of menstrual cramps and pain, lowering the chances of prostate cancer, and aiding with vascular health. Cultural opinion is also positive, though it is still mainly viewed as a private matter. If no one else is involved, then the sentiment is no harm, no foul. Go for it. Indulge. Enjoy. Our culture champions self-gratification, and and so self-stimulation aligns with their ethical considerations. Now, let's look at the church's response. The church has also held strong beliefs about masturbation. They include, but are not limited to, if you do this, you are not a Christian. Two, it is just bad for you, and it's a sin. No conversations are allowed. There's just a warning or a threat not to go there, 
This has proven to be an ineffective strategy. For many, this, act this activity has been tied to their salvation, and they are living in shame and guilt. I have counseled and been in conversations with men and women that are on the verge of walking away from a call into the ministry and even their faith due to the hold that self-stimulation has on their behavior. I have found a very simple solution, but I warn you in advance that this solution is counterintuitive. Many of you will stop reading and or listening and be done with me, but I ask that you hang on. Um, read all the way, listen all the way through to the end. I have been incredibly successful um, and lives transformed by using this approach proposed below. Be careful with shaming. Know um, that Satan loves to work in secrecy and in the dark. So be careful with your reactions to your child's actions so that they are less inclined to lie, shut down, and keep things from you. Be a safe place. You initiate the safe conversation. Don't put the responsibility on them to come to you. This is one of those topics that need adult assistance through micro-conversations to bring their actions out of their unconscious operating system and habits and into the forefront of their thinking. This will allow them to make a conscious choice about what is best. So here's my approach. An example. Stephen walks into my office. He is 20 years old and feels trapped. He has been taught that masturbation is sin and also bad for him. As we begin, I open our conversation to this embarrassing topic through disarming comments that aim to teach and educate. First, I compare the things he has been taught about self-stimulation to medical research. I ask him questions like, so what? What's the big deal? Does anyone know or care? Why does this stress you out to the point that such depression or um, frustration? I'm hoping to move him toward a new view of his choice to stimulate himself to orgasm. What I find is that most men and women fall into these habits unconsciously and habitually. I want to bring it to his conscious reasoning. Why does he or she do this? What is the purpose? What payoff does he or she get out of it? After he is a bit more relaxed about the topic, I begin to lead him down a path toward viewing self-stimulation as amoral and without question, not sinful, perhaps even acceptable. Why do I do this? I do this because I want him to determine the kind of impact it is having on his life. It does not work for me or anyone else to tell him that it is harmful if he does not accept it and choose to live with that truth. So as I walk him towards it being 100% okay, I begin to drop hints that suggest a new narrative. What if self-stimulation is actually moving you further away from what you say you truly want? What if... When you self-stimulate while thinking about a person you just met at church, school, or at the grocery store, this activity is taking you farther away from getting to know them and building a real relationship with them. Maybe this is not such a good idea after all, a conscious choice. At this point, I begin looking for their greater goal in life and relationships. I want them to come to a point of consciously choosing not to engage in this behavior but I cannot go there immediately and achieve this outcome. When I talk to some people about masturbation, I tell them to stop stressing about it and enjoy it. It is a longer conversation than that, but I am blown away at how many come back a few weeks later and report that by being given permission to enjoy it, but also being made aware of the potential impact this can and will have on real relationships, they were less tempted and or chose not to engage in that behavior any longer. 
This is a powerful testimony to the importance of honest conversation. You and I do not react well to rules, laws, and regulations that make no sense to us. However, most of us are willing to comply with a boundary when we understand why it is there. I pray that the Lord will bless you as you lead your children in difficult conversations that they so desperately need. Thank you for tuning in to the Healthy Marriage Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence, and definitely not alone. Find out more about all that we do at HealingLives.com. I want to see your family, and specifically your marriage, thrive. Thank you to our sponsor, the Healthy Marriage Inner Circle. And to access my new best-selling book for parents, go to ICan'tSayThat.com to purchase and receive the audiobook for free. It's an honor to serve.